everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Revolution in Business podcast, a platform and community where young women are encouraged and inspired to pursue a career in business and rise in leadership. My name is Sahasha Nandela, and I'm your host. This podcast will be a platform in which we discuss and highlight a variety of topics regarding business and invite inspirational guests to learn more about their experiences as female entrepreneurs. As young teenage girls living in the 21st century, we are seeing the power of female entrepreneurship, which is only going to grow from here on out. I'm so excited you have taken the decision to learn more about business through this podcast. Welcome, Soul Sister. Hello, this is Ahasra, and I am back with another episode on the Hervolution and Business podcast. Today, I am with Nimrut and Seksha. Nimrut, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Nimrut Kaur, and I am the vice president of this podcast, and I'm so excited to be a part of this amazing podcast. Thank you so much for your introduction. So today, we'll be talking with a special guest, about starting a culinary business and her experiences being a female entrepreneur. Hi, Seksha. Thank you so much for joining us today. How has your week been so far? Hi, my week has been good. I'm really excited for the weekend. How's your week? It's going good. I've actually been on spring break this week, so definitely. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Before we begin, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so like you said, I'm Shiksha. I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm the owner of Pen Platter, which is a baking business. And some of my hobbies include um, playing golf, taekwondo, um, hanging out with my dog, and of course, baking. Thank you so much, Shiksha, for your introduction. Now let's start off with what Pen, pen Platter is and how you started your business. With that being said, can you please explain what Pen Platter is and how you came across the idea of starting it? Yeah, so pen platter is basically a baking business. So the pen part of it is like a blog. Originally, it was like calligraphy and just like the writing aspect. And platter is kind of like baking and then serving what what I bake. Um, So that's kind of what pen platter is. And I actually started this idea um, after like during COVID, I was just watching a lot of baking competitions. So I really got into baking. So just in the car, I was like, you know what, I'm going to Um, put together whatever I bake and I'm just going to post it on Instagram and see what happens. So we've read that pen platter started off as an Instagram page and then it became a culinary business, a bakery. So how has the transition from it being an Instagram page to a bakery been like? So I actually just like one day I was like, I'm going to make my menu and I just posted it on my Instagram And then I started an email so I could receive my orders from that. And then soon I realized that I want it to be a website and I want it more professional. So I started working towards that and the transition has actually been pretty well. I've been really enjoying that. And I think it's just really fun to go to like, I never expected it to grow to a business like this, but it's been an amazing like journey. That sounds great. So as a young female entrepreneur in today's world that is constantly changing, what are the obstacles you faced so far in your career and how did you overcome them? Is there anything particular that comes to mind that you wouldn't mind sharing today with us? 
So my biggest obstacle would definitely be like balancing school with my passion and my business, which can be tricky. So I actually overcame that obstacle by making this um, software kind of on my website in which when you place your order, you can pick what date you want to receive your order. But if I'm not available on that date, if I have too many orders for that day, I can um, make that day unavailable on your end. So that really helped me to balance like school and pen platter more. Um, so that's kind of how I overcame that. So when you first began the path of entrepreneurship, how did you feel? Who or what was your support system during that time? So honestly, I was really excited, but obviously, and I was really unsure as well because I had no experience prior to like pen platter, but I had an amazing um, support system, my family. Um, and my brother actually, like we started off by just going to our neighbors and talking to them. And my brother really helped me with like going out and talking to people. And so that was great. So what experiences do you treasure the most and what have you learned from, from them? What is it that makes these experiences the most memorable or meaningful? My favorite part is when I like deliver the order and I get like a little short text or anything that like we loved it or any kind of feedback, it really um, makes my day. It's really meaningful because like it gives you that confident boost as well as like appreciation. And I actually really, um, appreciate that feedback it helps me grow more and improve if it's negative or positive both feedback it just really helps me improve and grow more mm -hmm. I actually have a follow-up question to that so I know you have a culinary business so you're making a bakery like desserts and different stuff like that so what is your most like frequently bought item on your menu right now <laughs> it's a great question so I would say our mango cheesecake is really popular but I've actually been working on adding more desserts like for our birthdays and everything. So we recently added like this chocolate cake um, with a glaze on top and um, everyone's loved it so far. So I'm still working on adding it to my website, but I feel like those two are very popular. Mm -hmm. I have another follow-up question. So what's your favorite bakery good among all of the ones that you've created? I love like this um, lemon poppy seed cake. It's really uh, moist and soft and I actually really like to have it after like dinner or something. It's just like the perfect end to it all. So I really enjoyed that as well. And since you're handling like food, how did you certify yourself with like that food handler position? Because I know a lot of people when they want to support small businesses, like especially culinary ones, they look for that. Yeah, so um, during like this uh, fair, if I had to become a vendor, I actually had to get that certificate, like you said. And so there's this website online that's certified and you sign up for the course. And I believe there's like 10 chapters or something and you go through it, there's videos and you have some reading. And after that, you take a test at the end and then they give you a certificate that um, you can print out and put at your vendor's, um, vendor. And so that's kind of how I did it. Mm -hmm. So when and what was your proudest moment as an entrepreneur or culinary business? So what was, what was your biggest accomplishment? Yeah, so like I said, that was like the first time I took part in a fair as a vendor. And it was a really like exciting moment. I had like planned everything. I had all my desserts ready and all the process going up, setting up the stall. 
and it was really fun. And then during like the last like 10 minutes before everyone started packing up, I actually sold out of all the desserts. So that was a really big accomplishment. It was actually my first time interacting with like my clients face to face since it's been like a home bakery and mostly through the website. So that was a really proud moment for me and for Pen Platter. So as part of your like culinary business, do you just accept clients like in your local area for deliveries or are you also like um, dropping off orders overseas or like across the country? Um, so I actually have um, shipped an order across like the U.S. to North Carolina, but since these are baked desserts and it's best to eat them fresh, I do try to keep my client base more local. Um, so a lot of the times I do like deliver them or sometimes the clients just come and pick them up. So I've been doing either way. So has like making your business more like in your town, like that's your specific audience. Um, has that hurt your business or has it helped? Um, well, of course, every business has a different client that they like focus on or target audience. So my biggest um, goal is to make sure that when my clients get the dessert, that it's fresh. And so that's kind of why I've limited it. Well, not limited it, but just my um, sphere that I'm delivering is kind of closer because I want to give the best quality. Um, but I do hope to expand it more. And maybe I do on my website as well. I don't know if you've seen it. I have a shipping um, option as, as well. So anywhere in California. But I do hope to in the future expand it to bigger um, spheres for delivery and pickup. Mm -hmm. Like another follow up follow-up question where do you see yourself in the next 10 years with your business that's a great question so in that in like my future I hope to have my own bakery and um, like my own kitchen to work at um, as well as like continue to grow add more recipes so I would love to have like my own coffee shop um, at a good location and manage that so I kind of see myself there that sounds amazing so what motivates you to keep on growing as a business and stay strong? Do you have sources of inspiration you look up to, such as influential people in the entrepreneurial world? So I look up to a lot of other teen bakers and like local bakeries going to their um, stores and just trying out desserts. It actually really inspires me to see like how you can combine different combinations and just learn from that. But I would definitely say like my parents motivate me the most to keep growing and stay strong, um, especially my dad, who's been encouraging me to continue this journey and um, stay strong. Yes. So we want to discuss ways teen girls can find their purpose or passion and identify how to become a business with that. So we want them to be more confident in every step they take. And our question to you is, what type of mindset do you think is the best to have when you're building your business to never doubt yourself, especially because a lot of small businesses, teen owned or solopreneurs, so they have to run their own business themselves. So what do you think is the best mindset in that case? I think the best mindset is to like keep trying. And if something doesn't work out, if a service or product doesn't work out, um, definitely go and get your feedback and don't doubt your abilities. Just stay consistent. Um, consistency is key. You just want to keep trying 
And you just have to know that in like over maybe a couple of months or a year, you'll see how far you've grown when you look back. So don't think too much about um, right now, but think in the long term because your consistency will pay off. So how do you exactly cope with negative thoughts and stress, including like anywhere, not just with your business, but overall as a teenager? Yes. So I actually like to bake when I'm stressed or have any negative thoughts, because that's like my hobby. It's where I calm down. Um, But of course, I also like to take a good walk with my dog and just relax and enjoy nature. Um, So that's kind of how I cope with negative thoughts. I just like to not think about it for some time, do something else, and then come back when I'm um, refreshed or just in a better mood. So at first, starting anything can be very intimidating and honestly scary because you don't know what lies ahead. In the domain of entrepreneurship, this moment for many young women can be seeing the gender gap within it. So what are some action steps you recommend our listeners take to explore and begin their entrepreneurial path? So the biggest thing I would say is just try out, maybe do your research, see if like would you for me I saw like I will enjoy baking eight hours in a day it's what I like but I would definitely say try like make your product or your service and go like give like a tester or trial to people your friends and family and get their feedback that will be the best to fine-tune your product or service according to like the market so see like okay like do I need to maybe make the product in bigger quantities or Um, Do I need to add this kind of a dessert or just like go and talk to people, see what the market is currently in. And I would say that would be the best way to see um, your customer base and what people would enjoy. That's great advice. Do you have any advice to our listeners in terms of just entrepreneurship or anything else? I would say if you have an idea and if you have the time and the devotion to do it, just take the first step. Don't be scared because once you take that first step, things will start flowing. You're going to learn along the way. A lot of the things that I learned, like I did not know how to um, code a lot of the things on my website. But as I kept going, as I realized, okay, I need this in my website, I found resources, I did my research and things started to grow and grow. So I would definitely say don't be scared um, and just take that first step. So what really inspired, I know you said you watched a lot of baking competitions during quarantine that helped you really begin your business. So what exactly did you find inspirational from that show you watched or whatever really instigated you to even begin Pen Platter? Yes. So a lot of the times before that, just some bakery goods that I thought were like very like simple. And I was like, this is a dessert. But when I went to this competition, the amount of creativity I saw in these um, shows and like how people were just coming up with this on the spot because of like how hard they've worked and their experience really inspired me. So a couple of the winners from those shows, I searched up and actually found their blog. So I decided to try some of their recipes and they were, they were not easy. They were challenging. It's like my first time making something at that kind of scale. Before that, I'd kind of just made cookies just with my mom and just small things. But when that's, when I saw that and I got inspired by that, I was like, okay, this is really fun. So I started 
um, doing my own research, seeing like what else does uh, dessert flavors and combinations you can do and techniques. So I would definitely say like, that's how it kind of got me rolling more into um, starting like the Instagram. And then now it's a website and business. So when you're marketing your food items, what is the best way that you have found that you can reach your audience more? So as now Instagram has reels and everything, I've been trying to utilize those tools because reels will truly give you like that out, outreach that you need. And a lot of the times I have like a hard time coming up with ideas but I think as I just like look through other um, bakers and how they are growing their business using reels, um, marketing just in their local neighborhoods using Nextdoor, I have heard is a great tool as well um, for if you want to uh, reach local client base. Um, so I would say that's great ways to market. And I've actually been trying to tell more people by word of mouth because I saw that works a lot better than sometimes um, just marketing through um, social media or just websites because it gives you like more trustful relationship and they'll actually be willing to try out some of your desserts. So I know you're in high school right now, but post high school graduation is going into entrepreneurship a thought of yours or like majoring in that in college if you plan on going? Yes, so I actually do plan on doing business in college. And I do actually want to study more on marketing and business management and learn about more of like those tips and how you can actually attract your customers. Because even a simple logo can really change the whole uh, outlook of your business. So I do want to study that in college. Thank you so much for joining us today in this episode all about culinary businesses. Um, we hope you enjoyed this interview and thank you so much for your advice and your thoughts. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for joining us in today's episode about culinary businesses. And thank you everyone for tuning in in today's episode of Her Revolution in Business. And until the next episode, bye. Thank bye. you everyone, bye. bye. Thank you so much for listening to this whole episode. You're a real one. If you'd like to support our podcast, be sure to leave us a review and also follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Revolution in Business. We hope you learned a lot about business and women empowerment in today's episode. And we hope to see you in the next one. Bye.